Welcome to the Quarantine Players Podcast. We are a group of writers, directors, and actors who had our productions canceled due to the pandemic. Each week, we'll read a new play and discuss it with a playwright, just like Shakespeare. We aspire to create new work during a global pandemic. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Quarantine Players Podcast. I'm AJ Campbell, and today we'll be reading Comfort Food, written by Sharon Armstrong and Priscilla Vasquez. It is a delightful one act about friendship and acceptance. Afterwards, we'll have some discussion with the playwrights. Comfort Food stars Christine Tanklerski as Maggie, Judy Lewis as Zoe, Jesse Roberts as Liz, and Larissa Norris as Sarah. I hope you'll enjoy this performance. Uh, Liz, medical doctor from New York City who is married and has two children. Maggie, hostess for this event and librarian who is married and has a daughter. Sarah, a yoga instructor and wellness advocate who is single. Zoe, artistic and multi-talented artist who is single. All of the characters are in their mid-50s. Doorbell rings. Maggie opens the door. You're here. You're the first to arrive. Was the flight okay? Oh, was National a madhouse? It was fine. No hassles. Hey, I wish you'd let, have let me pick you up at the airport. Let me take your coat and bag. No big deal. You're hosting, after all. You've robbed me of the opportunity to totally embarrass you. I plan to hold up one of those little signs with your name on it. A sign? Embarrass me? You've got to be kidding. Look, you're the hostess already. Rather than getting into all that mess at the airport, I wanted you to relax and get ready to handle us this weekend. Yeah, right. Truth is, you rarely let anyone help you. You gotta be the most independent woman I know. We have to talk about that sometime. Don't start that psychoanalysis already. Where's my drink, bartender? I'll pour your Prosecco. Yes, please. I need to catch up with you. Liz walks over and peeks through the kitchen door. God, I love the way this place turned out. I see you decided to go with the granite. Yeah, all those hours agonizing with HGTV paid off. Here, take this. I knew taking down that wall would make a huge difference. You should have listened to me sooner. I just wasn't ready for the mess of taking down a wall and the dust. But I came around. I'm glad I took your advice. I'm starving. What do you have? Well, here's some unhealthy stuff to eat before Sarah shows up and brings seaweed flavor hummus or something like that. She's still on that kick. God, she's relentless. If I have to eat one more zucchini bite or listen to how healthy food cures everything, I can't be responsible for what I'll say. Very snarky. Funny and true. What time did Sarah say she'd be here? Right after her yoga class. She could be here any minute. It took three calls to hear back from her. What's up with that? You know, I haven't heard much from her either. I guess she's busy with work, but but we're all busy. Look how long it took to get this weekend on all our calendars. It must have been a full-time job for you. I didn't mind. God, the only time I eat so much of this crap is when I'm with you guys. Remember when we pigged out on pork rinds? <laughs> I paid for that with I paid for that for a week. I don't want to hear it. I warned you, but you wouldn't listen. Who eats a whole bag of pork rinds? Come on, really? I just decided that I'm going gonna be as reckless and wanton as the rest of you guys for one weekend a year. But why should Zoe have all the fun? 
we should let loose more often than one week of weekend a year. Just saying. After all, life should be fun. Doorbell ain't rings. That our, ain't that our goal? Click glasses. Maggie goes to answer the door. Sarah is at the door with a tray in her hands and two small cloth bags. Sarah! Welcome, sweetie. Let me take that from you. Hi there. So good to be here. I thought my yoga class would never end. What'd you make? Let me guess. A bunch of healthy munchies. I have cheesy zucchini bites, <laughs> hummus, and seaweed. <laughs> I swear I'm going to make you healthy if it kills me. Did you really expect me to bring a box of Krispy Kremes? Oh, you're so predictable, honey. We knew you'd bring that crap. <laughs> Whoa, I love Krispy Kremes, especially when the light, the light comes on. Nothing better than warm donuts from hot grease. Those suckers got me through many a shitstorm. So you don't want my recipes? She pulls out copies of the recipes. Have a seat. I just opened some Prosecco. Can I pour you a glass? Dr. Liz highly recommends alcohol. Thanks, Dr. Liz. I'm firing you as my primary care physician. I'm not drinking <laughs> alcohol today. Do you have any juice? Really? No wine? Are you kidding me? Oh, you know me and my health kicks. Okay, it's your poison. But I thought you lectured us before on the health benefits of red wine. I could go back to my notes. Uh, spare me. Well, how was the yoga class? Did you have a lot of people there? It was a good turnout for a Friday night, but we had a farter in there. Uh, remember it the really class isn't that all that funny <laughs> remember the class I took with you when you first started out we had that snorer in the class it was hilarious my job is more difficult than you give me credit for I've had years of farters and snorers to deal with here's to farters snorers and old friends <laughs> <laughs> where's Zoe uh, Zoe's going to be late Zoe late what a surprise. So, what I miss? Liz was going to tell us what's new. Door opens and Zoe jumps in. Ta-da! Finally! You're here! You didn't start talking without me, did you? How many times have I told you to wait for me? You can sit in silence until I arrive. Zoe walks over to Sarah and gives a long hug to Sarah in undertone. Okay. Sure. Zoe goes to Liz and hugs her. God, Zoe, we haven't a clue when you'll show up and you want us to wait? Hey, remember that time Zoe didn't show up at all and it turned out she was at my house? Well, if you didn't move things around all the time, I would have been right. Anyway, I got there eventually, just like today. Want some Prosecco? No, how about a Brandy Alexander? I'm really into that this week. Here's a Prosecco. Pretend. Thanks for nothing. Okay, what did I miss? Nothing yet. Oh, you know, same old stuff. Crazy busy at work. That's why I've been looking forward to this weekend. A real break from everything. And Rick? I haven't had enough to drink yet to get into that topic. Top my glass, Maggie. You suck as a bartender. <sighs> okay, here's some more, you lush. But you can't put us off forever. We'll get back to that topic later. How's your baby boy? He's living on campus this semester. It'll be good for him. Well, it certainly wasn't always good for us. Remember some of those fine new Delta parties? They were wild. Please don't put that picture in my mind. 
Ben is my baby, remember? Let's talk about your baby. How's she doing? They moved in together and I don't hear from her as much as I'd like. I know that's hard on you, Maggie. But showing up uninvited with a pot roast was bound to end badly. I didn't think it was gonna be such a problem. I thought I was doing a nice thing by helping them out. They just moved in after all. Do you think she hates me? I know you meant well, sweetie. Shelly still loves you. You need to be patient as hard as it is. That's why I'm so thankful to have you girls and this weekend. Takes my mind off it. Our first Hallmark moment. Maggie, what's happening at work? Have they come up with a budget yet? I got laid off. Just what I was afraid would happen. Oh, honey, I'm so sorry. I have too much time on my hands. I've got to figure out how to fill it without resorting to pot roast deliveries and such. But not today. New topic. What's new in your world? You mean like having a life and eating pork rinds? <laughs> Not happening in my world. I'm overwhelmed, but, but that's why I'm here. I'm counting on you guys to help with that. Pork rinds? Remember Liz's experience with pork rinds? She thinks it makes her a free spirit. You have too much time on your hands, huh? I've got a solution for you. Come help me out. I could really use the help. I'm exhausted. You could do some client calls, confirmation emails, fix some tea, and other things we'll figure out. I'll trade you yoga classes for your help. Win-win. Sounds like a plan. Let's do it. Do I get business cards? I'd like to be COO. Liz, free spirit, ha. Huh. In your dreams. Or at least let's wait till your first performance evaluation. You two haven't said anything about my kitchen remodel. Removing the wall was all my idea. You're welcome. It's really beautiful. I remember how painful it was. <laughs> I'm glad Liz browbeat you into submission. I finally surrendered. It wasn't easy. Everything you hear about remodeling is true. It was a mess from hell. But I'm glad we did it. Sarah, Maggie called you several times and never heard back. What's up with you? Huh? Oh, I'm so swamped and so tired. That's why I've recently arranged for some help. I'd like to introduce you to my new staff member, Maggie. Would a text have killed you? I've been spending a lot of time working. Don't take it personally. I've got three new private students. One of them might hire me for her company, so I'm working on a proposal. That's great news, Sarah. Congrats. Isn't that what you've been working towards? It is. My five-year plan is to have five corporate clients, 10 private clients, and three weekly yoga classes by the end of the year. We're proud of you. Any news on the romantic side? <laughs> nah, my business is taking all of my energy. Hey, I've decided to try my hand at marketing. One of my friends makes excellent jewelry, and we're going to try selling it on Etsy. Our girl has a new career. Oh, sweetie, you're just jealous of my many sterling talents. Sterling talents? My dear, I love your quixotic nature, but I wouldn't call it sterling. I would. Yeah, I know you would. That's why we're here, to keep you in the real world. Hey. Hey, fun's over. The lasagna's almost done. In honor of you, Sarah, veggie lasagna this year. Sarah, you still with us? Huh? What? Veggie lasagna. Try to keep up, kiddo. 
Zoe, since you're culinarily challenged in the kitchen, you only have to choose a good wine and start pouring. Think you can handle that? You can also set the table. Sarah, we're not eating that stuff, so help Zoe with the table. And you, move the notches to the table so we can keep having them. Chop, chop. Lasagna, you know how I feel about carbs. I love them and I hate them. You didn't give me a chance to finish telling you about my marketing project. Can we talk and work at the same time, drill sergeant? So here's the deal. Jessie, I told you about her. She makes jewelry. Bill, who I just met at the grocery store, is helping me figure out Etsy. He's wonderful at it, a real whiz. But I love lasagna. The more carbs, the better. Beats pork rinds by a mile. We've had some great meals. Remember the Thanksgiving we had together? Now that was wonderful comfort food. It wasn't only the food. It was, we were together on a holiday and it, we made it a special time. I can't tell you what that meant to me. Maggie, please make a note. Sarah hasn't had a drop Prosecco and here we're at another Hallmark moment. Shut up. Shut up. Back to Bill. We got into a conversation. I told him what I wanted to do and he offered to help. He is brilliant. Who knew you could meet a smarty by the kumquats? I've had this wine. It's really good. Forks go on the right, Martha Stewart. You're sleeping with him, aren't you? Well, duh. How about the time we went to the shore and gorged on crabs and Thrasher's french fries? That was how we celebrated after you completed your radiation, Sarah. How could I forget? The fudge dessert was a little over the top, though. Hello? You were talking about me and my love interest here? Oh, Zoe, honey, you never change. You know you love me the way I am. So, Bill worked four whole hours to set up my account and take pictures of the jewelry. Looks fabulous. Want to go online and check it out? Zoe goes over to her laptop. Maggie crosses to Zoe, looks at the laptop, and points to the screen. Oh, that one is so pretty. Oh, I like this one even better. You're always looking for a surprise for Shelly. Buy this one. Give me your credit card number now. Well, that's never going to happen. I learned my lesson the last time I handed my card to you. Want to finish setting up the table, please? Zoe moves to the table and continues setting it. Oops, sorry. You'll have to entertain me while I'm doing this crappy manual labor. Give me the dirt on your wild sex lives and don't leave anything out. I demand dirt. Zoe, you're dreaming as usual. Guilty as charged. Now answer the question. I'm not answering that. I'm married, remember? Right, Sarah? Mm hmm Sure thing. You're usually on my side about Zoe's desire for dirt. Get with the program, Sarah. Let's present a solid front to this purse. Okay, Liz, but you have put us off long enough. How are things with Rick? Is it over? Rick assures me that the fling is over. I've tried to get back to a place of trust, but it, it, it's not easy. You guys will get through this. It just takes time. Be patient with the rat bastard. You love each other and you have years of history. Don't throw that away. He was so smitten that he almost threw it away for, for us. I'm still angry at him, but I'm angry at myself too. We were all angry at Rick. Pooey. And still are. That man better avoid, avoid dark alleys. Have you considered talking to a marriage counselor? No. This just takes hard work and a lot of talking. And I doubt if Rick would go. You know how men are. 
So you go and get some help. A good counselor can help you process your feelings and help with those conversations with Rick. And don't forget, we're always here for you. Let me think about it. Enough on this topic. This brings back lots of memories. Remember that time Sarah hosted and we had to go out to eat for a real meal after? It was a real meal, but it's like bringing pearls before swine. Did you just call me a pig? I'm all for healthy thing, healthy eating, but raw cruciferous vegetables don't cut it. You guys are hopeless. The research on raw foods is sound, enough said. I had that wonderful Ethiopian food delivered, remember? And for once, I didn't hear any complaints. Yes, but it wasn't the same as a good home-cooked meal. I'm so happy we're together. Can we just share a moment of gratitude? Oh, please. Come on, humor me. Zoe, you start. <sighs> I'm thankful I didn't cook this meal. I'm thankful Mercury isn't in retrograde, and I'm thankful for Bill. And oh, yeah, you guys too. How moving, Zoe. I'm thankful that we're together and that these times are special. Each of you is very important to me, and I hope you know that. Shut up and let's get to the food. Thank you, Sarah. I give you an A plus for being thankful. Zoe, a B minus because you mentioned us last. And you, for the first time in your life, fails for not getting along. Maggie fist bumps Sarah and Zoe. A timer rings off stage. Okay, everybody, sounds like lasagna is done. Gather around the table and I'll get it. Okay. I didn't do the thankful thing, but can I get credit for the time I made that gorgeous leg of lamb with enough veggie sides to even keep Sarah happy? You know, it's not my nature to get all mushy and stuff. Yes, sweetie. And you finished it off with Krispy Kremes. Way to go. Okay, that brings you up to a C minus. Well, your rating system sucks. I've never gotten a C minus and I'm not about to start. Where do I appeal? Gotta love you guys. Maggie starts to walk off stage. My cancer is back. All reach out physically to Sarah. Maggie walks around to hug her. Oh, sweetie. Oh, shit. How can we help? When did you find out? Three weeks ago. Why have you struggled with this by yourself for so long? You know we're here for you. I wasn't ready. I'm not sure I'm ready now. How can we help you? You know you can call us anytime. Okay. What did the doctor say exactly? What stage are you? I don't want to get into it. I'm not doing chemo or radiation this time. It was brutal last time. Come on, Sarah. What did the doctor say exactly? What are your chances? I have a 35% chance of living beyond five years with chemo. So do it for crying out loud. I'm not doing it. It's more than the way the chemo makes me sick. It's more than losing my hair and getting a screwed up body. Traditional treatments mess everything up. And I'm not going to subject, subject myself to that, especially not for 35%. Are you kidding? I've never been more serious. You've got to do it. How else are you going to survive this? You can't sit there and do nothing. I am doing something. I'm following an alternative treatment plan. What the hell are you talking about? Are you sure you know what you're doing? This is serious. Believe me, I know how serious it is. 
but I also know that this is my body and I'm going to do with it what I want. Let's all take a minute and breathe. Take a minute and breathe? We're talking about our friend's life here. That I know this is shocking when you first hear it, but think about it from Sarah's point of view. You've never lived with the side effects of chemo and radiation. It's not fun. Yes, we remember the last time. No, it wasn't easy. Thank God it worked and Sarah's still with us. Wait a minute, Zoe. How long have you known about this? Just a while. A while? Why didn't you tell the rest of us? I asked her not to say anything because I knew it would go down like this. I didn't want to have to deal with it. And you listened to her? Oh, for the love of God. I need you all to respect my decision. What, what data do you have that supports your alternative treatment? Can you guarantee that you'll come through this okay? Liz. This isn't just choosing a meal of seaweed, hummus, and weird supplements we're talking about here. Liz. How can you be so sure that it'll work and you won't die? Liz, there are no guarantees. Not with chemo and radiation and not with alternatives. After all, here I am again. No further discussion, period. But, but Sarah... I'm just not up for this. Sarah leaves. Maggie follows her to the door. There is stunned silence. Now see what you've done? And you two are being total idiots. I could use your support, but no, your heads are up your asses. Liz, don't you think you've upset Sarah enough? Why couldn't you just back off and listen for a change? I can't sit by and let Sarah make a foolish decision. She doesn't want to hear you on your soapbox about how alternative medicine stinks. Nobody does. She's still coming to grips with getting cancer again. Hello? I don't care if that makes you angry or not, Liz. Just stuff it. If you've given us a hint, Zoe, we might have been more ready to handle it. I told you already, Maggie. Sarah asked me to keep a lid on it. What part of that don't you get? Don't give me that bullshit about confidentiality. Confidentiality is to be thrown out the window when the family is concerned. I still can't believe you didn't tell us. I gotta tell you, I feel betrayed by both of you. Oh, give me a fucking break. What was I supposed to do? She asked me to keep it secret. And after all that effort, you're still pissed at me? Everything is a betrayal to you. You should have known this would hurt me. Sorry. Can't you see what a bad position I was in? Bad position, my ass. Why are you always leaving me out of things? This is important, not some silly little secret to make games of. This is not about you, Maggie, and your low self-esteem or conspiracy theories, stories. No wonder your daughter doesn't want to spend so much time with you. You're exhausting. Exhausting? What do you mean, exhausting? Maggie, all you ever do is check for how you're not included. We're constantly having to bend over backwards to kowtow to your neediness. God forbid that we don't immediately turn to you or if you're the last to find out about any plans that we're thinking about. Well, excuse me if being my friend is such a burden. Well, get over yourself, Maggie. Sarah wanted to talk to someone, and this time it was me. Why you? I'm the one who stayed with her last time. I saw her through the worst of it while you were chasing after Joe or Sam or whoever it was at the time. Hey, let's focus on the real issue here. What do we have to do to talk her into something that'll actually work? Oh my 
God, here we go again. I'm so frightened. It was so hard to see Sarah suffer the way she did the last time. But who the hell doesn't follow their doctor's advice? Exactly. We've got to talk some sense into her. Neither of you are listening to her. She doesn't want this. It's too big a risk. What the hell is wrong with you? I'm torn between being a good friend, whatever that is, and pushing the typical medical agenda. Really, Zoe? So when did you become a doctor? When have you ever based anything on science? Do you even know the meaning of the word? You fought me on the marijuana, and now look. So now it's the treat it's treatment of the month, huh? Check your medical journals, babe. Oh, shut up. I'm the one with the diploma on the wall. Come down to earth, doctor. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! We're not getting anywhere this way. Both of you, shut up. Can we just take this down a notch, please? All silent for a moment. Okay, so I repeat. Who in their right mind wouldn't follow their doctor's advice? Again, exactly. Don't blame her, really, the more I think about it. I remember how bad it was the last time. But her plan sounds risky. I, I don't know what's right this time. Well, I'll tell you. I know what you're going to say. Alternative medicine doesn't work, blah, blah, blah. You don't get it. We really could lose her this time. Do you want that to happen? I don't. It terrifies me. I'm scared shitless too. Us without Sarah. She's always been the one to keep us from going at each other, hasn't she? Remember how she was when we first met her? What I remember thinking then is how she was from La La Land, a real tree hugger. Surprised me when she wasn't doing any drugs. Drugs? Sarah, you've got to be kidding. I know, I know. She started on me right away about eating anything with a face on it. I met her in that comparative religion class. We were both taking it, but she got really deep into the mystical Asian philosophy stuff there. Yeah, she, she really feels that animals have some sort of sentience and we're wrong to eat them. Sometimes she almost convinces me. She's always been a little fey. You think she's otherworldly? It's always been tough bringing her back down to earth. This stand she's taking is just like her. Are you sure it hasn't any merit? You hear so many stories. And that's all they are, stories. But I know of a guy who had brain cancer and used an alternative treatment by some doctor in New Jersey. The guy's been in remission for years. Well, that's what he's telling you. You know for certain he had that cancer? Are you sure he didn't get chemo at all? Well, no, but... It's garbage, all of it. You can't really know that, Liz. I've read some about it. Well, what about that personalized treatment discovered by that guy, um, Allison, uh, uh, Jim Allison? Immunotherapy? It's not 100% sure. But it got through trials, didn't it? It's still not standard treatment. Now, it might be easier to convince Sarah to go that route. Maybe, but finding a doctor in hospital willing to go that route without other options will be tough. Well, then there's insurance. But insurance probably covers it. But in the meantime, the, the cancer is progressing. We've got to lean on her. Lean on Sarah? 
Are you kidding me? I know I called her Faye, but she is stubborn. Stubborn? Call it suicidal. Liz, you're not listening. Damn it, you never do. We can talk to Sarah about other medical options before haranguing her on the alternative path she's choosing. Talk to her? Talk to her? We've got to get that bright but loopy brain of hers to work. Can't you see that? That won't happen if you broadside her like you just did. So what? We just sit by, smile, and let her go forth into fantasy land? Come on, Maggie. Even Zoe here knows that's not an option. Hey, lay off. I haven't disagreed with your thinking, only with your approach. Well, desperate times call for desperate measures, and we're desperate here, friends. Listen, we're saying we can try another way. No, 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 no! I can't lose her. We can't lose her. Aren't you listening? We all feel the same way, Liz. Well, then why aren't you supporting me? Her doctor's plan is the only way to save her. What if this alternative treatment actually worked? Stranger things have happened. I don't see how. Look, girls, I, I just can't do this again. It's way too painful. Painful? Painful for you? I'm not a total asshole. I know she's the one really suffering and it's not about me. It's just I hated seeing her suffer and I, I hate being so scared. Is this also about losing Nora? Nora, your favorite patient? She died? Oh, don't be ridiculous. I'm not mixing the two. I'm a professional. Sometimes patients die. Don't play the cold-hearted scientist with us. We know you better. Don't cut us out, kiddo. You're always pretending to be the ultimate medical machine, and you know it's bullshit. Sarah would never let you get away with that. Right. No, come on, Miss Cold-Hearted Professional. We know you better. I repeat, sometimes patients die. You've got to pull it together and move on. Sarah is different. Yes, Sarah is different. She's our friend. No, she's family. She's dying. She's dying if she doesn't take aggressive action now. Liz, 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 I agree that it's scary, but you know how she is. It was, it was hell losing Nora. I'm not ready to lose Sarah, too. Oh, honey, none of us want to lose her. You're not the only one who's scared. I remember at Dad's funeral. You don't know how final it is, the funeral. All the rituals completed and you're going back to your normal life that something's missing. She checked on me for days, calling, sending notes with those stupid cartoons to make me smile, she'd say. Is that when she attempted to make you the vegan version of a death by chocolate cake? God, what a disaster that was. It was still so sweet. This is getting us nowhere. How are we going to deal with her now? Well, we could talk to her and listen. If we approach her rationally, she might listen too. I agree. The diagnosis, the treatment, and the way we're battling right now. I hate all of this, but this is about Sarah. Last time it was easier. We worked together. We made sure Sarah was taken care of. Speak for yourself. What I remember is all those meetings with the doctors. I was the one who had to interpret it all for you guys, and you kept looking at me for answers. You don't know how hard that was. Your beseeching eyes still haunt my dreams. 
Then there was telling Sarah what the prognosis was. I can't tell you how much you helped. All that technical lingo left me in the dark. I wasn't even sure what to ask. I know Sarah appreciated it too. You tried browbeating her then too. What about the dispute over rebuilding her breast? Well, that was ridiculous. She knew she'd do better with a reconstructed breast. She just wanted me to talk her into it. No one gives medals for not having a breast. Well, you talked her into that, didn't you? If she'd waited, it might not have been covered by insurance. It was just easier to do it all at the same time. But... Come on, Zoe. Liz was right. Let's not relish in that now. And that's another thing. I don't need you all pushing back on every suggestion that I make. No one's questioning your medical expertise here. We're just saying it's up to Sarah to decide. To die? Well, how does that make sense? You, you've you've got to help me here. I can still hold point medically, but she needs to see this route is crazy. Crazy, but it's Sarah's crazy to decide. So what happens when she starts failing? How do we support her then? She needs chemo to live, ladies. But she's the one who gets to live the way she wants. Right. Last time, Sarah went the traditional route. And, it, and look, it saved her life. We've had her, we've, we've had her with us longer. I do remember how the treatment wore her down before. The hair loss, the nausea, the fatigue. But she lived. And we have made the most of that time. What? You're ready to let her go? We can have more, we can have more good times. They don't have to be over. I'm still counting on that. I still want us to buy that house and grow old together. Wouldn't that be great? Not if she follows this weird-ass treatment. I think that's up to Sarah. Yeah, but alternative medicine? You forget, Sarah is no pushover. She's gonna do what she's gonna do. Remember her protesting the kills in Rock Creek Park? She almost got arrested, and, she, and me right along with her. I don't know how she talked me into joining her. Or all those letters to the editors about the zoo. The visits to the Senate about climate change. Sarah can be stubborn. Stubborn isn't the word for it. She's like a damn mule when she doesn't want something. Remember her being so sure that she had the answer to my acid reflux? She prepared some concoctions that made me feel worse and refused to believe that they weren't working. Try getting her off her high horse about microwaves. She's insulted every time she comes over and sees mine. Listen to the two of you. We've got to stop her fantasy. Get her to deal with reality. And how do you propose we do that, Liz? Browbeat her? Kidnap her and force her to the doctor? We do whatever we have to do as a group. Are you with me? I'm on Team Sarah. I'm not sure what team I'm on, but I feel like I have to support Sarah. No! I can't! Don't ask me to do this. Supporting her means standing by and letting her die. How can you do it? That is what real love is. She was the one I went to first when I lost a patient. She knew it hurt. She sat with me and read funny stories about pregnancy and motherhood when I was big with Ben. She knew I was thrilled to finally be carrying a child. Sarah choosing alternative treatment is Sarah choosing death. I can't let Sarah die. How can you? There's nothing I want more 
than for Sarah to live and to be healthy. I do anything I can to support her. I love her and I can't imagine life without her. I just want to help Sarah get through this. Last time, the chemo cocktail was brutal. I don't think you get how hard it is. You weren't barfing your guts out. You weren't waiting for your hair to grow in. You didn't end up with burn marks on your boobs. Sarah, my poor Sarah. What will you have to face now? How difficult this must be for you. And how lonely. Well, Liz, what's it going to be? Are you in? Step back and listen to what we're saying. We've already said Sarah is her own person. If you continue with your own agenda, you'll be out as far as she's concerned. You know I'm right. So you have a decision to make, my friend. Let's say you're right and she dies. Could you live with yourself not being a part of her final days? Liz puts her head in her hands. Sarah enters the house with a box of Krispy Kremes. Maggie and Zoe go to Sarah and hug her. Liz hesitates. Curtain. Yes, yeah, so when you decide, when did you start uh, being interested in writing Comfort Food? How did you guys come together as a writing group? It was, it has to be 20 years ago. Uh, we were having uh, brunch or something like that and started talking about um, our experience with, Sharon has a group and I have a group. I have, yeah, we each had a group that we were friends with for a very long time. And somehow it came up that in our each of our groups, um, somebody got cancer. Um, mm -hmm. And how we felt that there wasn't enough attention to played to the impact of that cancer on the group, not just the individuals, but the dynamics of a group. Um, the literature, the movies, the films, the stories always focused on the impact on the person with cancer, which is a valid thing, um, but it doesn't end there. Um, and so we started talking about trying to do something like that, right? Sharon? Um, and our groups were diametrically opposed <laughs> in terms of how they handled the news, how the group reacted, and that's what made it interesting to us. It also made it a challenge for us, quite honestly, because Priscilla's group was different in their responses than mine was. So we have written every line of this together. And that's why it's taken us 20 years <laughs> because we, I mean, and we both love the process, yeah. but we, I think we had different reactions or, or wrote different, is this fair to say, wrote different reactions and then had to get a kind of a middle spot where we both felt it was a reasonable way to write it. Yeah. And that was challenging. So and I, you know, we haven't written 20 years in, you know, every day. We, we've had huge gaps and, and the play, and AJ, you'll probably relate to this, you know, it doesn't, re it, it doesn't really resemble the first part at all. 
you know, I mean, it's changed so much. It's evolved and then gone back and forth, and we're still in the process of that. But we have, um, in the interim, we've taken several playwriting classes, and so we're, we're trying to learn as much as we can and, and make it as good as we can about the craft that just you should know that a lot of this writing has been over the internet uh, we started with skype and then we went to something else and now we're on zoom uh, and it's an hour at a time because we were both working so you know on saturday we'd spend an hour and then we you know would do it again next saturday but then maybe some business thing came up and you know it was a month before we got back to it there was a point in time where we had to re-familiarize ourselves with these people because we forgot who they were it had been so long uh you know since we wrote so that was and and the other is that there were three groups really there was my group that i grew up with there was sharon's group that she you know grew up with and then there was this group uh, that we were creating, um, you know, so. And it didn't always blend so well. <laughs> I think that's How's a that? statement. Yeah. Yeah. I remember sometimes we would say things. I remember saying this to Priscilla. No one would ever say that to a friend. <laughs> and she'd say, oh, yeah. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. That's the best dialogue. Yeah. When you're like, I can't believe they just said that. Yeah. <laughs> I surrendered. I surrendered years ago because I know she's right. And it yeah. did make it, you know, more more edgy. My group wasn't so edgy. We needed some edges, quite honestly. But when you're trying to write it, and, and Priscilla's group was super uber edgy, right? Yeah, so I had to pull back. <laughs> she had to pull back and I had to go there. So it was a, it was a great process. Yeah. yeah. And... Uh, why do you think Priscilla's group was more edgy and Sharon yours wasn't? I think Priscilla's group was more honest, maybe more comfortable, maybe more in your face, maybe more, you know, take no prisoners. And I mean that in a good way. My group was very uptight and very um, stuck and, and very shocked when this announcement of the return of the cancer came out that of the four of us that were there uh three of us just clammed up and say a word and one woman who should have been in priscilla's group but happened to be in my group said are you out of your mind she happens to be a doctor also <laughs> so oh the doctor character of course doctor character so i the rest of us were like watching a play watching this whole interaction and not saying a word. The Priscilla's group would never have played out like that, I don't think. On yeah. the other hand, I felt like Sharon's group was more normal. Um, my group, you know, we're New Yorkers, we're straight from the shoulder, we open our mouth and then think about what we're saying. And, you know, I felt like that, it, it, because it, there was a point where we wrote something and you know, read it to some folks and they just, their their minds were blown. And I realized, no, this is not going to work. People are not going to understand who these folks are. They're not going to find them sympathetic. Um, they're not going to be able to imagine, you know, being in this group. And so I felt like, oh, maybe we need to model some more of Sharon's group's behavior. Um, We've switched because I think we should model more of her group's behavior because it's, it's better dialogue. And it's more dramatic, and it's clear. 
to regards. But it's funny, I never heard us say that. We both made a switch of allegiance to our the other person's group. <laughs> the, the other thing that That happened, is a very interesting dynamic. Yeah. The other thing that happened is that we got favorites, you know, um, and so we started defending, uh, you know, Sharon would say, well, why don't we have Liz say this? And I'd say, no, you don't understand. Liz is not that kind of person. And, and Sharon would say, but she is, she's got, you know, this kind of edge to her. Or I'd say, you know, Maggie is not, uh, you know, she's not coming through enough. And, and Sharon would say, that's the kind of person that she is, you know, so we had our favorites um, and had, and felt like we had to quote unquote defend behavior um, as we wrote. We had a lot of discussions like that. And, and so on those hour meetings, you know, we'd laugh, we'd go, well, we got five lines done. <laughs> Yay us, you know, <laughs> which is why it took us this many years. Yeah. But um, it's been a great process for us. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, getting feedback had, the other night was very helpful. And, and so thank you again for that. That was great for us. Women have to support other women writers. It's yeah. the only way. Amen. And Sharon and I uh, have a, you know, she's a writer as well as a director. And at some point in her life, I believe she did some acting. Um, and she understands that we have to support each other and there's no other way forward. There is no room for us. So we have to make our own room. Yeah. She made that clear. And you guys do. I mean, the whole group is very supportive. It was impressive to see it. Mm -hmm. And it was all it was all very sincere. I don't think for a second that they would tell you something that isn't true. The actors give an actor's perspective, the director will give a director's perspective, and a writer will give a writer's perspective, and that's why we have all three in the same group. Yeah. Like I'm not going to talk to you about how to emote the perfect, you know, treatment of this scene or the depth of the I'm I'm not going to be able to do that. Like I don't I've never acted but I can, I can help with other things. And Sharon can talk about how to stage things and how to, how to really get that moment where it's, it's, it's strong and, and poignant, you know? Yeah. Mm. All different experiences, it's all women supporting women, so. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. For more information about Quarantine Players, visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash quarantine players. As Shakespeare said in Julius Caesar, if we do meet again, why, we shall smile. If not, why then, this parting was well made.